Welcome back, everybody, to a week without WandaVision. But yes. <laughs> Marvel Studios did give us Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it feels different, but yet the same, almost. No, not really. I mean, I you know what blew me away was the first five minutes of that film. Or, or uh, You see, I'm calling it a film. It had this kind of <laughs> scope to it, right? And that action sequence for a TV show, I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. And I was like, wow, they really went all out with the budget. They really went out with all of the production value on this. It really felt like something in the MCU right off the, right off the bat. So I told myself right before watching this show was don't compare it to WandaVision. Don't compare it to WandaVision. I kept saying that to my in my head. And the first thing I did was I compared it to WandaVision. And no, but, you're right. I did too. So it when I say it's different, but the same, the same is like it definitely feels like an MCU event project, just like WandaVision did. But it's different because we're not in Westview anymore. We're in, we've got a bigger scope all over the world. There are several different shooting locations on the show. And it was just, you know, it wasn't this quiet little suburb town in New Jersey. It was worldwide. Let's get it going. This was the Marvel situation that we're kind of used to. And no magical fights, you know, with witches flying in the air. This is people jumping out of planes and flying through deserts and canyons. And this is fast-paced, action-packed, mixed into a, a Marvel bag of tricks. And as we've, we've discussed before, I wasn't really a big fan of the, of the trailer. But that 10 minutes, I mean, was just phenomenal. I, I was instantly like, okay, this is a movie. This feels like a movie. This feels like the MCU. Where WandaVision, we kind of had to feel it out. This, we were just dumped right in the middle I mean, right. it was just this action sequence that was just unbelievable. The flying um, that Falcon was doing, uh, seeing our good old friend GSP, George St. Pierre, coming back <laughs> as a... Uh, our as, good uh, friend? <laughs> yes, as uh, uh, something the Leaper, Bat Rock or something the Leaper. Uh, it was good to see him back, but uh, it was just insane what they were doing in that first 10 minutes uh going through canyons we already see one of his weaknesses the the, the wingspan it's not very tight for uh for really tight spaces you, you need to kind of retract those bad boys when you're going into some of these tight little caverns but uh it was just uh it was the perfect way to just get us started on this journey this is only six episodes so you know it's, it's already shorter than wandavision but um, it was just a great way to start start off the show. Yeah, which makes me think that this is probably going to um, carry on a little bit faster pace than what WandaVision was. Um, yeah, but, I definitely uh, got that. You know, we, we jump right into both of our main characters, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And they're both dealing with two different types of scenarios. Where in WandaVision, there, there I go comparing the shows again, where she was dealing with grief and loss. I really felt like both of our main characters are dealing with the struggle of what it's like after the fight, what it's like now when there's not a fight to be had. You're not in the military per se, but you're also not fighting monsters from outer space either. And what now? You know, like, you know, where's your hero's welcome that our veterans deserve? And, you know, you're, you kind of are plopped into this world or blipped back 
to this to this world and where people are very quick to congratulate you and say thank you for your service essentially but there's really no other perks or anything that that come with it you're dead on with that and um one of the things that i i was getting at and again i, I was already comparing it to wandavision like you were <laughs> i'm already seeing like uh maybe we're going to be dealing with some ptsd stuff yeah this season you kind of see what that and also both of these characters, my just to remind everyone, they were part of the blip. They were gone for five years. So that is kind of a parallel of our veterans that have been going out to Iraq, to Afghanistan. They're doing these tours. And you know what? They're dealing with all of this stuff. But guess what? Everything is continuing without them back at home. And for them to come back and try to get some semblance of normalcy is a challenge because the world has kept moving and they just don't know how to react. And think about Bucky at this point. He's 106 years old. There was that key scene in here where he's talking about he's just been fighting, fighting. He had a break in Wakanda, but he's been fighting before and since. He, he just doesn't know who he is as a person. And I can't help but think of those parallels of those troops that have been doing five Six tours in Iraq. You well, know, who, don't forget too. He was uh, brainwashed, POW, right? P yeah, POW survivor too. You know. Yeah, that's true. And, I, you know, I didn't even think about that. And he's obviously dealing with PTSD and and guilt from things that he was forced to do um, beyond his control. And, and we see him. You know, he's he's suffering from from nightmares in the show, and we'll see if he develops any other ailments as the show goes on. But that's got to be extremely extremely difficult to live with and just that guilt and the why aren't i in control where on the battlefield with both sam and bucky i mean like these are these are accomplished soldiers who um know how to take care of themselves are in control in a battlefield and know what to do how kind of navigate the situation now civilian life has hit them and now what do i do like i don't know what to do now and i feel out of place a fish out of water yeah. And, you know, he's thinking that his service is going to help uh, Sam specifically help him with reestablishing his family's fishing boat and their business. And he goes to the bank and he's basically reduced to a novelty, right? He's not even thought of as, as somebody that has sacrificed, somebody that he's given. He is just looked at as a novelty. The guy wants, the baker wants to get selfies with him right he's like and, a d celebrity yeah, yeah and like, he's thinking that maybe this maybe my celebrity will help us keep our business afloat and the sad thing is that's not going to help him it's not going to help him it's not going to help his sister it's not going to help their, their their fishing business and he's kind of like just lost what do i do here what do where do i go and then bucky to me was just so heartbreaking that character i mean i'm just talk about somebody that just doesn't know how to fit in uh, he's basically he has an older man yori his friend who we find out later we'll talk about in a little bit but it says hey listen uh you need to go out on a date with my friend here he wants to go out with you and he's basically setting this date up because he just doesn't know how to react to um, any kind of normalcy. He doesn't know how to talk to a lady. He doesn't know how to do really anything because of of, of everything that he's been through in the past uh, few years. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard to relate, don't you think? I mean, it's not like you can just tell your old war stories to somebody new and 
they don't really know what you've been through. And it's just kind of, uh, kind of difficult. I was trying to put myself in Bucky's shoes and it would be an extremely difficult situation. Yeah. And back to that nightmare, we then find out through the course of the, the episode that he has sought out Yori, his old friend. And when I mean old, it's a, it's an older gentleman. He's probably it's twofold. He has this this kind of connection to him because they were probably around the same age, right? Because Yori seems like one hundred and six. <laughs> no, but he but, you could tell, but he's like in his eighties or nineties. So right, there's but there's he's certainly some, not a millennial either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But then on the flip side, we find out that the reason he has these nightmares and he's dealing with this guilt is that he killed Yori's son. On a mission, that's what we were led to believe. I don't, I don't know if if Yori's son is, uh, if he's the one that caused the death of Yori's son, or maybe Yori is just an example of some of the innocence that you know that Bucky has killed over the years, and it's culminating into this nightmare. So, I'm I'm, I'm really curious to see how this kind of pans out. The other thing, going into therapy, talking about all of this stuff. He has a whole set of rules that he has to follow, which led me to believe he's still under some kind of programming. It's granted, it's not the Soviet programming that he was, but you kind of hear the psych, the, the psychiatrist talking to him, and he has these three rules that he has to kind of say. But it seems like they're motivating him; they're they're using him, uh, just like Hydra did, and that's just you know, it's kind of different. Yeah, it's trying to rewrite something that's already been rewritten, right? It's Wayne, yeah. I saw I saw that little uh I saw that little question. The little head tilt. Yeah, yeah. the little head well, tilt. I was just kind of curious like um you feel like he's being programmed in a way or there's an ulterior motive. What do, what do you think the ulterior motive is? Not to kill. <laughs> no, well, no, but yeah, not to kill, but I don't know. Maybe they know that he has these set of skills. Yeah, I, I liken it to the, the guy from Taken, right? Uh, I have a set of skills. I know how to use these skills. and uh, But they're trying to keep those skills under wrap until they're going to need him at some point. And I feel that that's where they're going with this. And they're ultimately going to use that programming to get him to do things that... Um, Basically, we're going to be pulling him back in as opposed to allowing him to heal, allowing him to be a normal person. And it's just it's once governments get involved with all of this stuff, there's just you're always going to be a pawn in their game. And I just feel so bad for Bucky that he can't just be himself and learn how to talk to a woman and learn how to do all of these things. So it's, um, well, I guess that's uh, a greater question, right? What, who is he? Yes. Outside of like you said, like all outside of being a great fighter, great, being a great soldier. What is there that is left? Oh, you know, exactly. And he's not really, I mean, he's, he's given a way to, to figure it out, but I, I don't think that, um, the government is going to allow that. He said it. I think, I believe he said it in this episode. He's alone. You know, he had Steve, Steve was his best friend, somebody that he can connect with before he was the Winter Soldier, and who knew the true Bucky. And he doesn't have that right now. So now what? Now you're dealing with all this trauma, all of this PTSD, and you have nobody that you trust who you can turn to. And we'll see if he develops some kind of relationship with uh with Sam uh throughout the episode but or maybe he can reconnect with that uh, woman he went on a date with but um 
we'll see what happens. But I think there's going to be a lot of kind of soul searching, a lot of growth and a lot of, you know, just kind of dealing with doing a lot of like work for yourself, you know, uh, with this show. Just a couple of things. When, when Sam comes back and basically retires the shield, right? I mean, he was given the shield by Steve and he just felt that wasn't his mantle to carry. Yeah, the, the symbol was too big for him at, at this point. And he said it right off the bat, and they even played the little soundbite right at the very beginning of the show. Yep. He does not feel he is worthy of this symbol, of the shield, of just even the mantle of Captain America. And it seems like to me he is very quick to hand that shield off to the Smithsonian. It sounded like somebody just made a suggestion and he was like, oh, yes, that's the perfect way for me to get out of this whole thing. And he basically gave it to them. But as with everything else in the world, it's the world's going to move on with or without you. So at the end of the episode, we get a new Captain America. I have no idea who this person is. Uh, Did he look familiar to you at all, Brian? No, I mean... they changed up his uh, his symbol a little bit. They got the A inside the star. I don't know who who it is. We don't see him without the helmet on. Um, I'm not really sure, but you can just see on Sam's face right when he's watching that that news clip of like, oh no, what did I do? The ultimate hero bestowed upon me this this great honor which I gave up at a moment's notice. And now the government has reissued that honor to some civilian, um, or maybe he's not a civilian, but some, some other person that, that this was not captain's pick. Sam was captain's pick. And now the government has made that choice for, for them. And there's going to be some, some guilt there, some remorse. And, you know, kind of like Peter feeling that he wasn't worthy of, um, of Tony Stark's sunglasses, um, Edith, like, am I really the 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 person that they thought uh, should be kind of uh, carrying on this legacy? You know, I think Sam is kind of going through those same emotions. Yeah, again, it's it's all about trying to figure out who he is identity-wise. He wants to just go back and be normal and run the ship with his, his sister. Uh, in fact, they were talking about expanding the business and turning it into something else. And that door is being shut right in front of him, leaving him no other options. But now the one thing that he did have, he just gave that up uh, thinking it was the honorable thing. That is so that, that is something I, I really want to touch on is that veterans do not think of themselves first. They think of everything else but themselves. But by him giving that to the Smithsonian, what better way to pay homage to Captain America? What better way for me to just give this to you so that everybody can enjoy it, everybody can see this? He felt it was an act of giving, and he felt it was an act of sacrifice. And to have that just turned on a moment's notice, he's feeling betrayed. I, I can't help but think that he's feeling betrayed at this moment by the government. Well, you know, I don't disagree with with what you said, but I kind of saw it a little bit different. I felt like he doesn't see himself worthy enough to hold this shield. He says it feels like it belongs to somebody else. Like he doesn't see himself as Captain America yet. So that's why he doesn't feel worthy of of holding such a prestigious mantle. And 
like you said, you know, I'll honor him by giving it to the Smithsonian. Maybe he can inspire children or whoever wants to pay respects to Captain America. But then to see it go to somebody who didn't fight alongside him, who didn't know him maybe as personal as, as Sam did, you know, is really kind of dishonoring Steve's wishes in a way. And I think that is going to weigh very heavy on the Falcon. And you see him, you know, he's kind of writing this little fame of, yeah, I was part of the reason why we still have half the universe back. You know, I fought against Thanos and in those wars and I fought with Captain America and stuff. And it's, you know, this show off the bat kind of answers a question like, do these Avengers get paid? You know, like, you know, and the answer is no, they do it because they're heroes, kind of like the whole Robin Hood thing. Like, I don't get a paycheck for saving your life. It's just it's just what I do. And to me, that's a parallel of veterans. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, heroes in so general. So, Wayne, you had something? No, I just Wayne? had a question for uh, Brian. So do you think the new Captain America is a Trump? <laughs> 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 Ooh, um, I love that. That was yeah, perfect timing. Uh, right now, yes. <laughs> uh, because I haven't seen him do anything worthy except for, you know, wave to a crowd. But um, the government picked him for a reason, right? He's probably some kind of war hero in his own right. And I'm sure... Yeah, you know, I he, wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't well, go I'm sure he's got some kind far. of uh, prestigious military background. But I don't know. It, it didn't pass the eye test on the first glance. It did not pass the eye test. You're yeah, me neither. Right. And I, I have a feeling we may be into it with a, another director douchebag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of had that air about him, right. didn't he? Just kind of like, oh, I'm like, Captain America. Right, he was so eager to... And pompous. Right, it kind of reminded me like... Of like a, it reminded me of like a low budget Homelander. Oh, <laughs> Captain a Right? There we go. Yeah, Captain a There you go. Yeah, yes, Captain a Woo, that's, that's he the new on, phrase for this he one. He put on a costume without knowing the significance behind it. And, you know, so, so yeah, I'd call him a chump. Or the, or the sacrifice behind Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, so okay. I'm, I'm in. Um, we didn't even touch upon like the flag smashers and all of this global stuff that's going There'll on. Be and not even plenty of episodes to talk yeah. about them. And Joaquin Torres, uh, who's already been established uh, as uh, in the comics as the the next Falcon, I can't help but think maybe this new Avengers thing is going to be spawning out of all of this stuff. I mean, we've already seen it with WandaVision with the two uh, two kids. Now we've got this Joaquin Torres guy. Uh, then we have Hawkeye coming on with his daughter. I feel like there's a young Avengers thing coming on. Coming on, Brian, you're shaking your head yeah, violently. Um- uh, the new Hawkeye is not his daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, who was it? It was who is it? Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Um, she's not his daughter. So you'll you'll learn more about her origin story in the show. Okay, never mind. All right, my bad. But anyway, um, is, is speaking about these uh, Disney Plus Marvel projects, I mean, I'm very impressed so far. I mean, these are shows that are on the streaming network now. They are not uh, featured on the big screen, and it feels just like. Marvel still. I mean, there's no like, oh, it's low budget. You know, the stories are kind of weak. This is just a continuation to enhance the big screen storyline. And I think it's great. I really like the direction that Disney Plus has taken these Marvel projects. You know, to be honest, I actually think it's even deeper than you know, what we've seen on screen. It's fun for me, right? I'm looking forward to these every yeah, week. Yeah. It's like watching a new Marvel movie every week. And it's so much fun for me. I really like it. 
Because, you know, like on the big screen, they don't have the time to go into these levels and layers yeah. for these characters. So it's nice to see that. Absolutely or right. Potentially see more that, right? time for these actors to really dive deep into the character. I've been impressed so far. So uh, Disney Plus is it for me. Oh, well, I think that's going to wrap up this edition of the Knowledge Drop. You know what would be Brian, nice? Brian, before we get going, what, what were you going to say? Yeah, you know, before we get going, I think it would be nice if Bucky learned how to play the ukulele. And Falcon learned how to play the kazoo. And take the well, span Brian, on the I think, Yeah, aren't you working on uh, your ukulele? How are your skills coming along? Yeah, you know, um, they're coming slowly, but, <laughs> but they are going. Well, I think Wayne is Wayne is kicking your ass right now, he quite frankly. Is. He's been he's been playing the kazoo on the past two episodes, and I have a feeling he's going to be playing us out today. So If I can find it. <laughs> oh, if he can find it. Maybe not. Well, maybe next week. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe next week. As always, thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been the Knowledge Drop, Falcon Winter Soldier edition. Uh, Wayne, do you want to say anything before we get going? No, I can't wait to keep going. This uh, It's only six episodes, so I'm really curious how quickly this will ramp up. Yeah. Brian, anything else that you want to add before we get going? No, this was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. All right. Well, that ends this episode. As always, you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter. Uh, this has been the Knowledge Drop with the Con Men, and we will see you next time.